Good morning, everybody. This is Paid With All Matters, Cat Radio 97, 3 FM, and the great state of Seattle. We got a great show here today for you. We've got uh, Sean Hazel. He was on before with us. Um, you can check out his previous show if you go to mynorthwest.com forward slash all matters. He, um, he is uh, the founder and owner of Homebridge Inspections. I wanted to bring him back on again because there's some things going on in the market nowadays. Uh, we're going to discuss with Sean from a home inspection standpoint, buy, sell transactions. I also wanted to uh, have him go. We're going to talk about a lot of things, but I wanted to have him go over um, his preventative home maintenance inspections. Because, guys, I'll tell you what, uh, I wish um, that was available years ago when I did a lot of uh, investment home purchases. We may touch on that a little bit, too. But it's nice to have if you own a home, uh, no matter you know how long you've been in the home. We all know Seattle, uh, your houses are on continual decay just because of our our weather. And, you know, it's good to, if you haven't taken a look around your home in the last three to five years, uh, Homebridge Inspections would be the guys to call. Uh, and they can come out and they can check everything out. It's not costly. We'll ask Sean, you know, kind of how much it is on average. Um, but it would really save you thousands in repairs. I, you know, I can't tell you guys when I, and I mentioned this in the last show, I had a good sized construction company up there that went over four or five counties and we jacked up, I can't even count the number of homes we had to jack up the whole side of the house because all the way down to the rim joist was rotten because there was some kind of leak. And if a home inspector had been in there on a preventative home inspection, that would have stopped that and saved the homeowner thousands of dollars. So with that, I want to introduce Sean uh, onto the show. Sean, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me on, Pete. Yeah, it's great. It's great to hear you again. Uh, how, so I guess we'll just start with, I know you were on just a little while ago, a couple months ago. What, um, so what's, what's new in the zoo at, uh, at Homebridge as far as growth of your company and kind of where you see the market going these days? Well, we're rolling into the holiday season and with the, you know, the past couple of years and there's some speculation if over the past couple of years with the COVID restrictions and all that, that, more people that's kind of loosening up over the country. More people may be traveling this season. Yeah. Uh, so, but we're still staying extremely busy recovering from Everett all the way down to Chehalis. We're even going into Grays Harbor uh, out there in ocean shores. A lot of people from wow. Wow. outside the country are buying up properties out that way. Uh, it's been an exciting year and we're looking forward to 2022. Yeah. You um, now, I guess I was talking to you before we started the show off there. So you hired, last time we talked, you had Brian, and you said, how's he doing out in the field? He's doing great. Uh, he's trained up, and he's rolling. He does things the way I want things done, and uh, he's he's had a great trainer. <laughs> uh, it's, Which would be you. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, bringing him on board. Uh, he, he knows the business well, uh, very smart guy, and he's always up for a challenge of the next property he's looking into. Yeah. That's awesome. And then uh, you were telling me you, you just hired another guy. Is that correct? Well, we're bringing on a gentleman right now. Okay. Uh, he's in a training phase. Mm -hmm. uh, he's all he's getting ready to get his license, but we brought him on so he can learn the business, get his feet yeah. wet, what's expected. <laughs> a lot of people rushing out. Yeah, this especially 2021. So many people are running out and grabbing their home inspector's license because it is an exciting market. Yeah. Uh, but you got to be careful. A lot of schools are selling you know dreams and if you don't have the the right company to bring you on board and train you up right 
anybody can get a license and you probably know very easy to get a general contractor's license as well. You still want the proper training. Yeah. yeah Got to get good experience under your belt. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, so what, what's this gentleman's name? Uh, Brandon. Brandon. So big shout out to Brandon and Brian. Um, so why did Brandon decide, I mean, besides his, hanging his own shingle or going with somebody else, why did he, after he talked with you, why did he decide to join your company, Sean? What was his reason? I, well, the, the actual the school that I went to, um, I, I know the owner of that school. Okay. They're nationwide. It's um, ATI. They're all over the place. And they, this student was part of his course. And the owner reached out to me and said, hey, are you potentially hiring? It was perfect timing. I said, looking at 2022, getting things rolling for sure. We're going to definitely need another body to keep because of the workload. So yeah. uh, we had a brief discussion. And like I said, he's he uh, just finished up his course and he's been on on site with me before he actually gets his license. That's that's awesome. You know, it's nice to have those connections. Um, so you can kind of go to the different uh, teachers or professors and go, hey, wh- who's the best in your class that you might want to refer me to? That's always a good thing, right? Absolutely. We we have a internship program, my software company, uh, with a lot of big name schools like MIT and Georgia Tech and things. And I know the people there and I will say, give me your top one or two students. And so they always make recommendations. It's nice to have those those relationships. So good for you, Sean. That's a good good supply of uh, inspectors you can bring into your company. So that's a good call. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's the plan is to, to keep the growth. Yep. Yep, exactly. So tell me, um, you talked about areas served. So um, what's going on now with the market? Is it still fast moving? Is there just a lot of buying activity? There really is. Uh, it's still extremely competitive. Uh, a lot of people moving from different states. There's a migration going on. People leaving the state, people coming in the state. Yeah. I just happen to notice because I'm on the freeway a lot. I'm seeing a lot of different license plates on, on I-5. Yeah. Uh, Texas, Georgia, Mississippi, you name it. So it's really interesting. But that, those are the calls I'm getting. You know, they're calling. They're coming from a different state, from states where licensing may not even be a requirement for home inspectors. And they're just not... Uh, you know, they don't know the process. And so I'm getting a lot of phone calls directly from clients that are moving here where, you know, in this industry, we get a lot of referrals from real estate agents. Uh, it's been an uptick and people just looking me up on Google and giving me a call directly. Wow. That's great. So, and you know, interestingly enough, I think it was two or three shows ago, I had a, another company on it and I did not know this. I had to do some research. But Washington is one of the top 10 states in the country for people leaving the state. Is that right? No. did not know that. Yeah, but because I, I was like, you know, it's attracting a ton of people. But I guess you're right. There's people going, people coming. So that's good business for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is great. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, and so, uh, what, so one thing I want to ask you, you um, as it relates to this and people coming into the state, maybe not being educated. You had said off air, and I want to talk about that a little bit, is um, you had said a lot of people are waiving home inspections and just buying a house kind of almost sight unseen. Can you talk about a little bit about that? Yeah, this year specifically, 2021 was definitely a change in that in, in that that uh, tactic. There was this kind of thing had been going on in Seattle for a little while. Yeah. Very, very common in California for years. Uh, Seattle, it was happening a bit more. Uh, 2021, in fact, I know a lot of realtors in the Pierce County, Thurston County, they were hoping to avoid that, that trend working into the South Sound. Uh, sure enough, they just couldn't 
put that wall up. It, it happened. There were so many people and coming in 34, 30, $40,000 over asking price cash offers. Uh, it, it was very challenging for a lot of the, especially the first time home buyers. They're coming in, they, they're excited about look, hunting for their first house. Yeah. Uh, one client of mine uh, had waived their inspection. I came in and inspected the property after they closed and moved in. However, having that, having that conversation, they had uh, way, they, they had made offers on 17 houses in two months. And it was just incredible. They Holy were frustrated. Smoke. They were tired. They're exhausted. They were just trying to find a home, especially because they yeah. were moving here. Uh, so the waiving inspections thing, that's becoming a high selling point for realtors telling their clients, hey, if you want to be competitive, this is what we got to do. Uh, it's very frustrating hearing that. And I understand people want to buy a house. They want to get settled. They, they could be moving here for other job reasons. It's tough to to say there's a wide range of why people are moving to Washington state, but uh, that alone is, is just challenging. And so I don't encourage waiving inspections ever. So um, on that particular couple, we won't name names, but did it end up being a good, a good buy or a bad buy based on what what you told them after you inspected? There were, there were a few things going on in the home. Now, nothing uh, extremely frightening, but for example, when I got down into the crawl space, and this is a perfect example, of, you know, as you know, crawl space and attics, nobody ever goes into them. Yeah. You know, homeowners were busy in our lives, and we just don't take the time to check those out or even bring somebody in to check it out. But sure enough, they are moved in, comfortable, kids rolling, TVs going. I got down into the crawl space, and uh, from my understanding, you're pretty familiar with, with construction and your main girder and your floor joists. Uh, you've got your column and your posts going right down to a concrete footer. Right. Uh, I just, something looked off about that, uh, the column there. And I just walked over and put two fingers on it and it completely collapsed. Oh, it was all rotten. It, no, no, it was oh, just, it just, stuck, just fell. it was just stood in place. Yeah. It wasn't oh, attached. Wow. wow. So there was a lot of support there that was, so there was in. no load bearing to earth and it was just kind of floating. Yeah, it, 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 I don't know. You know, I could speculate, too, on why this was. There may have been a problem. Yeah. And somebody called Uncle Bill and they came in and just, oh, we'll fix it this way. <laughs> uh, it's tough to say, but somebody just literally put a, a four by four post up front, you know, to the soil directly to the, the girder. And it just it wow. wasn't even connected. Wow. So that was a classic example. Ended up being eighteen hundred dollars for them to correct. But we also found, I think we've discussed before, uh, about the the mold accumulation up in the attic, which is yeah. generally in our region treatable. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when people move here from a dry climate and they hear the word mold, it's very easily, you know, they, they can get easily get spooked out, but easily uh, remedied. Got it. Got it. Yeah, it does. There's a lot of things that grow up in the attic. <laughs> a lot of insects and pests. Same thing at the crawl space. Uh, everything from rodents to raccoons to rats, you, you name it. <laughs> That's why people don't like going down there. So, but, but uh, I always did. I know you do too. So it's it's good to check those places out. Um, when we come back, I'm going to continue our discussion with Sean. Get your pen and paper. I mean, give you his direct sell and also his website. But I am going to talk to him about home warranty inspections because I'd like to find out like, okay, well, if there is a home warranty inspection, why would you still need a home inspector? And then when can a home inspector be involved in home warranty as well? So we'll ask Sean those questions. Um, he's the expert. He'll give us the answer there. With that, I'm Pete. This 
is Home Matters Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News and Seattle's Talk. We're back. This is Beat with Home Matters Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News and Seattle's Talk. We're having a good discussion here with Sean Hazel. He is the founder, CEO, president, bottle washer, inspector. He kind of does it all, right, Sean? <laughs> that's right <laughs> you have to do all well you know i like the you know i did the same thing i was telling sean off air first year i was running my construction company i was out in the trenches um just doing bid after bid after bid 14 hours a day you know till i grew the company large enough to be able to afford a general manager but it it just takes that so sean i i applaud you for not only doing what you do as a technician but also running a business setting up process and procedure hiring individuals growing your company it's it's a lot of work it it's a seven day a week operation never ends Uh, that's no joke at all it's it keeps you busy and it's a lot of fun at the same time it is well it's good that you're passionate i can tell you're passionate about what you do because boy if you weren't it would make for some long days and long weeks (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) okay i'm going to give you sean's number Guys, if you we're going to talk about preventative inspections, and there's some stories Sean's going to tell. We're going to get into some of that today. Um, I really believe if you're doing buy and sell, if you're with this market, you could do. In fact, we're going to ask him about it. What he does is called a pre-offer consultation. So we're going to get into that. I'm also going to have him answer this question of home warranty on this segment too. Like, well, why do I need an inspector if I get a home warranty? So we're gonna we're gonna head that one off at the pass. Because I've always wondered that, too. So we'll get an answer from Sean and what he thinks. I'll give you some of my opinions on these home warranties, too, and some of those things. Um, But I want to give you his phone number. You can call him directly and schedule your appointment, whether you're buying, selling, or you just want to have someone to come out and take a look at your home. Maybe you bought a home, didn't do an inspection, or it's been three to five years. You've been in the home or 10 or 20 you just kind of want to see how things are are looking like. It's a it's a very good investment. And again, these home inspections, what are they? A few hundred dollars, Sean? They're not. They're not on average four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. So they're not a huge amount of money, guys, to uncover something that may be an issue down the road that you want to get fixed now before it becomes a multi thousand dollar problem. So give Sean a call at two five three two five zero three three. Zero seven. That's two five three two five zero three three zero seven. That's his direct cell. You can ask for Sean. He's the guy on the radio here. Or if you want to go to his website, he's got a good one. There's a button up at the top to schedule an appointment, um, and you can go to Home Bridge Inspections. That's with an S, so plural. HomeBridgeInspections.com, um, and that's a good way to schedule your appointment there. All right, so. <clears throat> Uh, what I want to do before, and I, there's a five-star review I do want to get to, too. We'll do some sometime in the show. He's, by the way, uh, Homebridge Inspections, guys, has 172 five-star reviews. So, obviously, Sean is doing something right because, and I'm going to read one of them. There's many, many of them up there. You can go check them out on Google for yourself. But this guy knows what he's doing when it comes to home inspections, and he gets some glowing reviews from these customers, which is really good to see. So, I'll read one of those. But before we do that, Sean, I want to offer, you, you talked about this, you know, fast moving market, people are waiving inspections, you know, buyers are just going in and buying things almost sight unseen without an inspection. But I know last time we talked, I want you to talk about again, you have this thing you call, it's a pre-offer consultation. Can you speak to that and kind of, maybe that's a good way for these buyers to quickly get something done without just throwing their arms up in the air and saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to waive the inspection. 
Absolutely. Uh, there, in fact, you know, there was, there was a little side story to that about, I think July or I think it was July or August, I was at a property where there were four, including myself inspectors there at the same time. Wow. It, wow. it was very challenging. It was up in Sammamish. That's the, that's the type of market we've got up here. The competition is just rampant. Yeah. And so people are coming in and there's so many different, you know, everybody's coming from different walks of life. Are they first time buyers? Uh, is this their fourth house? Some are a little bit more vetted into the industry. A lot of different reasons why people are buying homes out here. There are a lot of investors coming out this way. What I decided to do and start offering to all the terrific professionals that I work with is I said, look, instead of you going home to home, there was one client I did seven inspections with. And and they kept getting outbid after, you know, they, they would we would find some problems and they didn't want the house after the fact. Okay. So I said, hey, how about we do this? Uh, well, let's do a pre-offer consultation. That's a verbal inspection. It's about half the time frame. And because all I'm going in there now, I'm not focused. I'm not looking at loose door handles and, you know, yeah. loose windows, anything like that. We're going for the major core items. Your, your heating, your plumbing, your foundation, your roof. You know, what, what is what are the condition of this home? What we're doing there is we show up at the property. They've already made arrangements with the seller saying, hey, before we make our offer, we want to just do a brief checkout of this place. Yeah. And we go in, we check out the process. It's it's generally the same process, a little bit shortened. But, then, you know, like, again, we're not focusing on those little details. We're trying to give you an idea of the standing feel of that property to better prepare you. Is this even the house you want to make an offer on? Okay. And so these inspections are generally $100 cheaper. We're there. Okay. You're not getting a report. What we do is we go through the home. We step outside, we have a brief summary. And I mentioned about the time where there, there were four other inspectors there at the same time, because you have to be careful in those situations, what you say to your client with other people in an ear's range of you. You, you can't let anybody know, you know, my client has hired me to tell them about this property. I can't give anybody by legally. I can't let anybody know the condition of that property other than the person that brought me in there. Okay. So those kind of situations were challenging where you then step outside, you know, go to the car and then we do our brief summary there, but there it gives the client the opportunity to take any notes and then they go with their expert, their realtor, their broker, and they have that discussion and it's it's surprising about 50 percent of the time it's just not the house for them okay uh, they go okay well i'm glad we did this because now we know not to even get all the paperwork rolling and the you know we know we have an a, an accepted agreement and all that now now it's just right. hey i don't even want to bother with this let's move to the next property got it so just to recap on that and that's great i love it so basically this is a verbal look you're what do you spend a couple hours in there with them and the buyer has to be there so on the average home and the average size home is below 2000 square feet. Right. Those take approximately an hour, hour and a okay. half. Okay. So they're, they're not too long. And you're saying about three hours, do you give like a multi-inspection discount if they do five or six with you? <laughs> or, there have you, been those situations. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I could so see where you'd go through a few of these, which I think is actually really valuable to do. Um, you know, but you could see where, you know, people might need to go through four or five homes before they go, yep, I'm going to put an offer on that based on the pre-offer consultation. So that's great. Uh, we've, we've had that discussion a few times, yeah. you know, I, one of my clients made a joke about having a punch card. Yeah. It's such a bizarre <laughs> summer. Do, do die to get the 10th one free, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. And then no report. You're just doing a consultation right there with them and point out any of the large things that you saw privately uh, without out of earshot everybody else. And it's kind of what you do. That's right. Now, it really is just a brief summary okay. saying this and is the does, condition of the property. Does the realtor show up on that? Oh, yeah. No? Yep. The In realtor fact, will be there too. Okay. Got it. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, with all of our home inspections, our general home inspection, I always recommend that the client be there, but of course, with a lot of people moving here, they can't make it. It's hard sometimes. The realtor is there, but however, on the verbal consultations or the pre-offer consultations, uh, it is required for the client to be there because okay. there's no report to live. Got it. Got it. Well, it's not so bad if it's only an hour. It's, you know, even if they're busy at work, they can take that time out and come, come check out the property with you. All right. Sounds good. Um, before we end this segment, though, there's another big question that I did promise the listeners that we were going to cover. And thank you for that on the pre-offer consultation. I think that's a great alternative. Now, let's go back to these home warranty things. So the question I asked you at the end of the first segment, and I brought up again, the beginning is, so we have these home warranties, and I'm going to give my own opinion on them and some of the experiences I've had. However, um, a lot of people, they look at their blanket warranties and they say, well, why wouldn't I just do the warranty? Why do I need an inspector to come in? The warranty covers everything. There's a wide variety of warranties out there. Every builder supplies different ones. And even just as a standard home buyer, if you've been living in your house uh, 10 years, you can reach out and purchase a home warranty. So there's different, like anything, there's different levels of quality. Some, some warranties. Don't want to help you. Uh, they just want to move product. In other words, they, they definitely care about their clients. So yeah. do your research uh, on the type of warranty that you're getting for your home. Okay. When you come back, I've got a couple of things to add to that, guys, of my own personal experience. And maybe you have to, and you can shake your head, go, yeah, Pete, that happened to me too. So these, these warranties aren't always roses and chocolates like uh, they make them out to be. So I'm going to emphasize some of those things from my opinions. And then we're going to get in some of the common repairs and costs and things like that that Sean runs up against. We're going to give his phone number out again next uh, segment, too, so you can give him a call, whether it's preventative or you're doing a buy-sell. With that, I'm Pete. This is All Matters. Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. All right, we're back. This is Pete. With All Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. Back in the great state of Seattle. I, um, you know, actually, uh, Sean asked me off air why I do the great state of Seattle. Maybe some of you guys, because I've been doing that for years. Guys, you know the reason why I do great state of Seattle um, is it's more of a mindset, not a political statement. It's about um, how special the Pacific Northwest is in Seattle. I remember going and seeing the grunge beds out in Pioneer Square. You know, you look at Jimi Hendrix, you look at the sports teams. Um, Sean, you and I were talking about back in the day in the 70s, you know, with the, the Supersonics when they won the national title. Uh, and there continues to be really good stuff in, in the Seattle area, uh, even to this day. A lot of artistry, a lot of great stuff going on. So when I say great state of Seattle, that's what I mean. Um, it's also a tribute to my dad. Um, you know, we built homes in the Puget Sound area, waterfront homes, and it's just a state of mind just to live in, in an area with the abundance of water and hiking and all the outdoor activities. I don't Sean, are you an outdoor guy? Do you do much outdoors when you have time? Uh, I'm a mountain biker. Okay. Uh, yes. By nature. You, you know what I'm talking about. You get out yep. in these, these trails. I mean, you can't beat it. Even when it's raining, it doesn't matter. It's his beauty. That's right. You know, so that's, a, that's, a, that's the answer to great state of Seattle. Um, now, I want to, before we, we, at the last segment, guys, we were talking about this home warranty and I asked Sean, you know, Hey, well, if I'm getting a home warranty, why the heck would I need a home inspector? So 
Sean, you did give us your opinion on that. One thing I do want to ask you, though, is um, do you come in even when the warranty is issued? Because some of these warranties are different. I got a couple stories, uh, things to be aware of, just to watch out for, to read the fine print in these warranties. But do you come in either right after they purchase the home and inspect, or do you come in before the home warranty is up just to make sure everything is caught? Or how, how do you deal with that? How, how can they benefit from somebody like you in the home warranties? So it depends on the, the build. If it's a new construction, generally builders give a year warranty. Okay. Now, depending on the quality of that builder, you know, and their reputation, they want to sell homes. They want to continue to sell quality homes. Right. And then there's builders that just, you know, they want to push many properties and put up 200 in, in a year. So you have to, to what you just said a moment ago was perfect. You have to read the fine print. Yeah. discuss this with your realtor, you know, discuss this with the seller, find out what you're getting. Uh, and that way, you know, that this one, it's a newer home, generally new homes don't have any severe, significant uh, structural problems. However, in the course of a year, because every you got to you got to understand there's a lot of contractors coming in those buildings, especially when a, a, a developer is putting up 100 houses yeah. There are so many different hands coming into that building. One guy's job is to put the fasteners of the, the, the roof. One guy's job is to uh, tie in the straps to the, to the water heater. Everybody's got a specific job, and that's a lot of movement going on. And human error is something to consider. Then you also have product defects. You know, something could have been installed incorrectly, or it was just a bad product from the get-go. Yeah. You have that warranty, be it one year, three year, or five year. Uh, a lot of great companies out there to do that. And there's some that are are on less on the, how do I say it? They're on the lower scale of uh, protection. So right. what you want us to do is come in and take a look at your property. Now, if you know that your warranty is a 12-month warranty and something has occurred, Let's say it's something that you've already discovered and you've already discussed with the warranty and they've come out and repair it. There's a lot of parts of that home that you haven't been into yet. Most people don't go into their attics or their crawl spaces. Get me down there. Let's find out what's going on. There are, it's not uncommon to find some uh, poor installation practices yeah. or something occurred because you didn't get the inspection in the first place. And it was, well, it's new, it's new construction, nothing to worry about. I'll just buy the house. So bring me in there before that warranty, whatever warranty that you have is about to expire, and then we'll find something. If we do find a problem, uh, we're going to report it to you, and then yeah. now understand your warranty and what their limitations are, but at least you have the information and report to go to them and say, hey, look, my inspector found this. It's staggering how many people don't do these inspections. Well, and you know, to that point, uh, and I want to bring this up, this from my own opinion. But guys, here's the thing. You guys all know about LP siding and what happened way back when on all that stuff. So even if you had a warranty and you came in, that could be a fight between not the warranty company, but between you and the manufacturer. And if you remember all the class action lawsuits that happened there, um, this is exactly why an inspector can alert you to a particular material. Now, with that said, we're going to get into a what happened to me personally with a washer and dryer and having <laughs> the warranty come out six separate times before they finally replace that. We'll get into that in a second here, Sean. But what I want to ask you is um, as it relates to different types of materials that were used or different technologies, 
Can you speak to period homes? Like you have some built between 1900 and 1940, some built in the 50s and 60s, some in the 70s and 80s, and speak to some of the things that were used where there were some material defects and possibly as a home inspector, you could make people aware that there is an issue or could be an issue with that. 100%. And that's, that's a great question. It's so important to be educated on history as far as this yeah. industry. Uh, you bring up LP siding. Now, no, I, one thing I wanted to say real quickly about these you know, warranty expiration ins- inspections is that we're going to approach that inspection just like we would if you were the buyer of that property. There's no difference in the process. We're going from top to bottom. Every function of that home we're reporting on. So some things may be covered and some may, may, maybe not. Now, when to your point, the LP siding, that was in the mid to late 90s when that occurred. Uh, there is, if anybody has any questions, please send me a message. I'll even send you a picture of what the LP knot wood looks like. And what that means is that, you know, these boards are not trees. They're not boards of, from actual cut wood. They're processed in a manufacturer. And then they have a LP specifically has a, a trademark that looks like a wood knot. Okay. And when you find it, it has an L and a P in it. And that's how you can find it. So depending on the era of your home, there's even early 2000 houses that still have that material installed even after the class action lawsuit. So to your question, Pete, uh, every home that I come across, be it 1920s, 30s, 40s, into 90s, they're all going to have a system that was the standard process at that time. Now, 20s, 30s, 40s, up into the 50s and 60s, for example, galvanized steel plumbing. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, It was just a standard practice to use this material. You know, these pipes started at an inch and a half, and now they're about three quarters of an inch wide inside because of all the corrosion and rust. Yeah. Yeah. Now, often I go into these older homes and I see galvanized steel plumbing, and that doesn't mean, hey, you got to replace this tomorrow. What it means is, hey, look, I didn't find any leaks at the time of this inspection here, but understand that galvanized steel plumbing, and this is perfect terminology that I use in my report is to say, Typically, galvanized steel plumbing lasts about 40 to 60 years. Yep. There is going to be an end of life to it. Just That's like a right. roof. At some at point in time, you're going to have to repipe. <laughs> and, and it's something, and in, in, Homebridge Inspections, our approach is never to frighten people. Yeah. It's simply to inform you. Yeah. Now, if it's a major concern, we're going to tell you. But in that case, in my professional opinion, galvanized steel plumbing, get rid of it. Yeah, it's functioning right now. If you, I'm sure you've been in a home where you turn on the bathroom faucet, you turn on your bathtub, you lose water pressure. That's the nature of the materials because they're so corroded and yep. rusted up now. It's a good time to replace it. Yep. And, you know, that's one thing I got to point out. And, and again, guys, there's different, you know, if you look at like 1900, 1950 or so, you got knob and tube, right? Then you had... In the 50s, this is a little rare, but it sounds like I was talking to you off air, Sean. You've run into this, the Orangeburg sewer piping, where it was right. actually paper mache. <laughs> it was yeah. a paper mache sewer pipe, and those things, they fail. I mean, it's just good to know if you're buying these older homes. In the 80s, there was a defective ABS piping was made from recycled plastic, and the joints failed. That's so right. while maybe uh, Sean cannot exactly show you that there is a failure 
I'll tell you what, this is the differentiation in my mind between a home warranty and a home inspector and home bridge inspections. They provide education. A home warranty cannot. There's no way a home warranty can educate you guys. So it's nice to have someone like Sean and his company or have his other two employees come out because they can educate you if you're buying in a particular time period, here are some of the things we actually saw with our own eyes, and here are some things you may want to be aware of in this time period that you may not be able to see, like the Orangeburg sewer piping. I mean, I know you don't do that, but you could have someone come in and do a sewer camera inspection, things like that. Uh, well, and we currently work with a company that that uh, we subcontract. Yeah. You know, they arrive pretty much the same time as us, and that is a different inspection, of course. But you're you're 100 correct. Yeah, you know. My house is 1906, and we still have the remaining concrete tile sewer line, and wow. it's still surprisingly in good shape. But I can't tell you how many times you, I hear back that that stuff's in rough shape. The roofs are growing in; it's about to collapse. Yep. It's every every home that I approach, I immediately take into consideration what's the era of that property. Yeah. You know, what are the things that we need to look for specific to the 1940s, specifically to the 1970s? Um, you, there, there are electrical panels uh, from the 50s and 60s and 40s and 70s that were called Federal Pacific and Zinscos. Mm-hmm. Now, I see them all the time. Those as a policy with homebridge inspections, we don't even open those. We come across them and we go, hey, get rid of it. Yep. They, that company is out of business. Historically, those breakers caused fires because they didn't trip. The breakers didn't trip. Yeah. So th- there's a lot of things to consider. And again, it's all about the approach. We don't frighten people. We just let you know, this is what's here in this property. It's of a different era. You got to consider there's going to be some updates and changes. Yeah. Well, Sean, that's a good point. We'll end the segment with that. You guys want to look, if you're thinking about preventative or you want them to come out and buy, sell transaction, you can tell from listening to Sean, uh, he knows what he's talking about, trains his employees well. It's home bridge inspections. Give Sean directly a call at 253-250-3307. That's 253-250-3307. With that on Pete, this is Home Matters, Car Radio 97, 3FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News, and Seattle's Talk. We're having a great discussion here with Sean Hazel from Homebridge Inspections. You can go check them out at homebridgeinspections.com. If you did not hear the previous segments, um, you can either, if it's Saturday, you can listen to it on Sunday morning. If it's Sunday and you missed them, go to mynorthwest.com forward slash home matters. This show will be up there as well as uh, the show I did with Sean, the previous show. A lot of good information, you know, about just things around the home, what to inspect, what to look for. Uh, Sean has a wealth of knowledge. If you have been in your home for a while and you're not quite sure uh, the state of what your home is in, as far as condition, if there may be any end of life things, things to watch out for, things to maybe budget for, like end of life on a roof so you have the money when it does finally go away. Um, you can give Sean a call at 253-250-3307. That's his direct sale. He will answer the phone. You can ask for Sean. And that's the guy. So give him a call. Um, before we go into the last segment here, I do. I keep saying I want to read a review. Um, and I, guys, here's the thing. Go to homebridgeinspections.com if you don't believe me and click on their reviews. There's 172. He's got a five-star review, which... Uh, either one of two things. He's got 172 people lying for him or he actually is a good company. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> he does, which I only doubt the first one. But I want to read one of these uh, these reviews because it's in, I read a lot of them, um, as I always do to prepare for these shows. And this one kind of spoke to me. It stood out. So I want to read this to you guys listening. Because uh, Sean was the actual home inspector. This was from Brian uh, Kotelnicki. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Brian. Big shout out to you. I guess you had said Sean was our home inspector. He was very kind and professional. Sean made sure that he educated us all about the phases of this inspection. Remember, I talk about education, education, education. That's the key value that a home inspector brings. He was not able to access our attic and was able to schedule a follow-up with our realtor, even though we were going to be out of time. So, Sean, that was kind of cool. You actually made another trip out to the home to look at the attic then, it sounds like, right? Yeah, it's it's you know I want I want people to get the full inspection, and yeah. sometimes there are limitations. But in that particular example, uh, I, I didn't have access to it. You know, yeah. and and every home I go to, you know, there there is often people still living in the home, and so yeah. they've got furniture and and storage and all sorts of things that you know if they they didn't move things out of the way. But if I can't get there, I can't expect it. Uh, especially with restrictions going on over the past couple of years, yeah. I got to be very careful about moving people's property and you know, there's liability there. But yeah. the, the, the point is, if I can inspect it, call me up. I'll come yeah. back out there for free. Well, you've said two shows now, Addicts and Crawl Spaces. So obviously you practice what you preach because you came back to inspect their attic, which was great. So the rest of, the rest of this inspection, or, uh, this, this uh, review says, my husband and I were taken aback by his willingness to help us out. I highly recommend home bridge inspections. Thank you, Sean. So, you know, Sean, that, that really says a lot about you, about your company, um, you know, about what you guys do. And I would say, and people know this, because I've talked about this over the last 14 years of my show is, you know, you get what you pay for. I know what, what, what is your, on average, your pricing, what are you sitting at now? On average, four hundred dollars. Yeah, which actually is, I think, is very fair. You probably should charge more. But guys, here's the thing: if you're looking out there, there's guys that are cheaper uh, than Sean. But here's the thing: you're going to save yourself a hundred bucks for what? So, or two hundred bucks. You have to be careful because, like I said, we're all old enough to know better now. You get what you pay for. Get the best. Uh, I think Sean at four hundred, around four hundred bucks, four or five hundred bucks, that's very fairly priced. And if you do a a discounted pre-offer consultation just to give people peace of mind, you know, even better. They get a little bit of a deal, um, but that's really great. So kudos to you. Um, go check out their reviews. They're all up there. You can read them before you give uh, Sean a call. They're at homebirdsinspections.com. And that's with an S, plural. Okay. Um, now I want to get into, um, I actually did some research. I found a really cool company, Sean. It's called repairpricer.com. You guys can check them out too. These guys, they'll do, if you go like to Sean and, or one of his employees and you get your home inspection, you can go to repair pricer and they charge for a report, but they will give you average costs based on over 50,000 home inspection reports. And they have a, a, con, a, con, a set of contractors on staff. They price these out for different regions of the country. So I thought it was kind of cool. The reason why I'm bringing this up is some of the stuff that they had said, now this is repair pricer talking, not me, um, the average home inspection uh, report showed more than 11,000 needed repairs. And this was based on 50,000 home inspections. 
they listed some common repairs and related costs. So, Sean, I want to, we can kind of go through these together, but um, I want to ask you first, like, what do you see as common problems and things that need to be repaired when you go in and take a look at a home? The most common is the the standard plumbing leak underneath the sink. Okay. Uh, I will state that here in Washington State, you know, we got a lot of moisture in our area and, and you know, ventilation pr- practices, depending on the era of the property, mold and mildew and microbial growth, that's not uncommon. Yeah. You know, I, I find with every one of my clients, you have to be careful in mentioning mold because it's it's something that is a concern, yeah. but easily that is frightening to people. It's and emotionally charged, no doubt. Everything's black mold. Oh, my God, I'm going to have a health 100%. problem. But, yeah. but in just about, I, I would say out of 15 houses in a week, uh, seven of them have some kind of mold accumulation. So I, I, again, it's a process of just mentioning that it's there. Yeah. You know, I'm looking for, Hey, is this now mold, understand that mold is not a wood destroying organism, but it's a mold inhabitant or it's a, forgive me. It's a wood inhabitant. Right. So it, it will, you know, attach itself. And if any moisture accumulation begins, it can begin to grow. Mold spores are all around us all the time. And when you have a development of that situation, then you just simply want to get it treated. But you also, the step further that often home inspectors will not call out is you want to have it evaluated of why did it begin in the first place? Yeah. There could be, you know, again, ventilation practices of the 70s are completely different of the 21st century, you know, 20 seconds. You know what I mean? Uh, It's you want to get that checked out. Uh, if the mold development is there, you want to have it treated, but then also take that step further and find out why is it accumulating in the first place? Right. So there's a lot of things that go in, into the process. And to your point earlier about every era of a home, you have to consider that. And we do with every property they approach. Yeah. Every house is different. I don't care if they're the same. If they could be the same build that decade, there's going to be something going on. Uh, that's different from the other home. I never take a, oh, this was 1970. They're all the same. That's never the case. Every house case by case is a different bit of a scenario. It's always a one-off, you know, I get it. What? So so I don't kind of come back to this, but I, you know, something popped in my head. I do want to ask for it on time. Are there any things that a lender says must be fixed before they uh, loan the money out to the, to the buyers of proceeds? Sure. Now, as a home inspector, you know, we are trained to look for problems. But as you grow experience in the industry and you, you know, meet a lot of different lenders and realtors, experience is key. Now, one thing that I can say is that lenders in general, what they do is they send out an appraiser. That's the next step. You know, as the home inspector, we're coming in, checking out the property for you. You decide, hey, we're going to move forward with this. Uh, but we want A, B, and C taken care of. The next step, the appraiser generally shows up. They're not nearly as technically exhaustive as we are. They're in a property for about a half hour or maybe an hour tops. They're generally determining the value of the property. However, they're also looking for the interest of the lender. So the appraiser goes in, and and the common things that they find where a, a lender will kind of halt the transaction process until remedied mm-hmm. is carbon monoxide detectors. That is a must in Washington state, right. every home, even if there's no gas appliances, if it's just electrical cadet 
you know, radiant heat. There has to be carbon dioxide detectors in a property now. Also, the earthquake, the, the earthquake uh, seismic straps for your water heater. Those are a must. Okay. Uh, there's several things like that, but there's really not much. One thing that's important to understand is that if you're a veteran or if you're active duty and you're using a VA loan, mm-hmm. uh, they are going to be looking at water damage, uh, a paint missing, uh, rot, all those things like that. They're looking for their investment a little more in detail than the standard uh, conventional lender will be looking at. Well, Sean, thank you for that answer. I really appreciate that. With that on Pete, this is Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News and Seattle's Talk.